You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing great. Doing great. I read a big, long college football magazine yesterday, and uh, I don't know. That just gets my juices flowing, just ready to kick off now. You know, Jimmy, I, I think picture people picture you and me when we get, like, Athlons or Feel Steel or Lindy's yeah. that, like, we're on the beach reading this magazine, and then we we turn it um, vertically in, like, a, a – the schedule pops out like a centerfold and we're like, you know, doing our lips like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like we're literally looking at a playboy in 1987. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's sort of like that in a 51 year old sense. It's so, you know, I, 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 I probably, I probably uh, look at an Athlons with lust in my eyes the same way I did uh, at Playboys in the 80s. That's probably true when I was uh, when I was but a teenager. All right, let me give a few programming notes here. First of all, um, guys, Locked On is going to have a live NBA draft show. I did a couple of videos, uh, one for Josh Primo and one for Herb Jones in case he's picked in the first round. So be sure and check that out. Be on the lookout for it this week. Well, not this week. I guess I'm not sure if it's going to be this week or next week, but I know the draft is next week. So I know it'll be coming out. Just be on the lookout for it. We'll we'll retweet it and all that. Secondly, uh, Jimmy, I know we're going to have Brad Edwards, former ESPN personality on the program later this week. Uh, he's doing something really cool on Twitter where he's doing like a 50 different trivia questions for Alabama folks. He's like dedicating this whole year to the Alabama Crimson Tide, which is pretty cool. And then you have lined it up where we will get, um, you will get, we will get Jade Saylor at some point this week, who is, uh, well, besides being stunningly beautiful, she is very talented. She's, um, she had a podcast with another former friend of the program. I don't think they have their podcast anymore, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see what Jade Taylor's doing. She was, she's been at Alabama the last several years. So she is um, working. Uh, yeah, she's working as a local. Uh, she got her first uh, job in sports reporting, working for a uh, an affiliate of one of the networks. Just lo- a local, uh, local. You know, everyone's got local news. She's just a local sports reporter. I believe somewhere in Eastern Kentucky. Uh, I know it's in Kentucky, and I'm not 100 percent sure what part. We'll get to ask her all about that. But she has her first. Job as an on-air uh, sports reporter uh, for uh, local TV up there in Kentucky, but she so she's she's a pro now and is uh, extremely popular on Alabama Twitter. Yeah, and extremely popular with the uh, any young man who um, has eyes. <laughs> she's very she's very easy on the eyes. Um, she anyway. is, but uh, she is, she is, but the gals like her too. Uh, Jade's uh, so nice, and uh, man, that girl's full of Bama. She is. She would. She would come off the bench and tackle somebody from Rice heading for a touchdown. There's no doubt about that. Yep, yep. That's a slam dunk. Um, so would Brad Edwards. <laughs> she would tackle Brad Edwards. That's how much full <laughs> of Bama Jade is. Uh, Jimmy, 
Jimmy, since you and I talked last, I did a bonus episode on Saturday. Um, I decided not to disturb you from your drunken slumber on Saturday, which I know you go into every weekend. Um, but I did a bonus episode by myself on Tyler Booker. The big commitment we got late Friday afternoon. Um, some people have him a five-star, some just a very high four-star number, what, 39 player in the uh, country, according to the 24-7 composite. Um, as I said on the bonus episode, he's got to look about him like you owed him money and y'all you've been dodging him and y'all happened to show up at the same party and you didn't think he'd be there. He didn't know you'd be there. And he spotted you from across the room and he gives you this look that he shows on his profile picture. And it's a very scary look. Yeah, that's uh that's, that's him. Uh, he does look like that. Uh, I've seen a couple of people compare him to, to Fluker. I don't really like the comparison. Uh, I mean, I mean, he he kind of is similar in size to Fluker, and he has a look about him like Fluker. But uh, as a prospect, I see vastly different dudes. Uh, you know, I, I I don't really have a great comparison for him, but I'll just say uh, J.C. Latham a year ago. He you know he came from the same place as, as as Latham. I mean, they were tackles last year. I mean, Latham was on the left side and Booker was on the right side. That was the IMG Academy offensive line a year ago, and uh, he's similar to Latham. I, I think he's even a little different than that. And, and by that, I mean his size and his proficiency. Meaning, you know, in terms of what he's built like and how good he is. He is a tackle, uh, and I believe his long-term future in college football and probably even the NFL is tackle. But when I watch his film, and I mean this as a compliment, I see a guard, and by that I mean he is a physical mauler. And even though he has all sorts of ability to become a fantastic guy in pass protection, where you're really going to like Tyler Booker is in the run game. Uh, because he is really aggressive. And once he locks you up, you're not just blocked. He sort of finishes you off. I mean, he's a pan- he's a finisher. And I-, I guess really what he is is almost like a run-blocking run tackle is kind of, you know, the, maybe the best way to describe him. So just real unique to be so aggressive and a mean finisher Despite the fact, like a tackle, he's got the long legs and long arms and the the really good feet uh, for that you need for pass protection. So, hey, to me, he's a five star, and by that, this is what I mean. I mean, I would rate him a five star or have no problem rating him a five star. If someone says he's a high four star, that's fine. Uh, but if somebody says to me, "Hey, I've evaluated this guy, and and and, and he's a five star." Uh, I do not disagree. I mean, uh, and besides, at 39, uh, you're just on the cusp of, of a five-star. So, really, it doesn't matter what, what you call him. I, I know I call him this, committed to Alabama, and thank goodness. You know, I wonder if he's – the way you described him is a lot like Jaden Roberts from last year's class out of Houston, who has the nickname Thanos, which is amazing. What a – the best That's nickname. Awesome. But listen, it, and you told me this. If he, if you have the nickname Thanos, it's either you are a badass, like almost undefeatable superstar, big boy, tough dude, 
or you're the absolute opposite of that, and they say it sarcastically. You can't be Thanos and be, yeah, he's kind of strong. No, he's got to be the strongest and the biggest, or he's got no muscle whatsoever. He's he's literally a skeleton of <laughs> eyeballs. Well, the coolest uh, to, to me, the coolest aspect of Jaden Roberts' uh, nickname of Thanos is that the other offensive linemen on the team call him that. <laughs> This isn't this isn't uh, this isn't a bunch of students in Econ one oh one going that offensive lineman from Houston, he reminds me of Thanos. No, no. This is the other offensive lineman. This is people like Javion Cohen saying oh this Jaden Roberts dude, we call him Thanos. I'm like, holy moly. That's like the other wrestlers in the WWE going, This guy is huge and strong. Or it's like a Playboy, being at the Playboy Mansion and being voted best rack. I mean, you can't, by your peers. I mean, you're like, you can't beat this. Yeah, it's like you, you walk in the door at the Playboy Mansion, the other girls are going, oh, gosh, who's She's that? Beautiful. We're out. We're all out. She's in and we're all out. Yeah, she's she wins the whole month. She wins every month for the next three years. Um, all right, Jimmy. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Built oh, Bar. Great, it's a playmate of the Millennium Party, and only she's invited. She's she's by herself. And if she were at the Playmate of the Millennium Party, she'd be gnawing down on a Built Bar. You can go to Built.com and, and get these Built Bars. Let me tell you about these flavors, Jimmy. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. My favorite out of that bunch is the Mint Brownie because I love brownies. I love mint. Um, and they're just, that's a great combo. You can't beat it. You can beat egg. You can beat a bush. You can't beat built bar. And they only have 17 to eight. Well, they have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Not only that's a lot. The calories range from what? 130 to 180, somewhere in that neighborhood and only about four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. So this is keto friendly. This is keto friendly. If you're on the Jimmy diet, um, you can get all the flavors. You can get a mixed box. You can get two of each. Um, of the nine flavors in a box, if you want to, you know, if you're like, I just want to try them all. Salted caramel is pretty awesome too. Um, they're all good, but those are the two that I would highly recommend. And they come out with these special flavors all the time, like grasshopper cookie or something like that. Um, and they're always good. Carrot cake. You know, I'm on a, I'm on a crusade to bring carrot cake back to builtbar.com because I love it so much, but it's actually built.com. I've been saying builtbar.com because I think it was builtbar.com, but they've changed it to built.com. Go check them out, built.com, and uh, be sure you say you heard about it from the Locked On Family Networks. And there we go. Use that. Use promo code LOCK15, too. Um, I believe that one is still active. It is not on my live read, but I believe it is still active. So try it out. Try it at built.com, Built Bar. These things are delicious. I also want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, man, they're the best. They really are. And they're so cool to work with. It's easy to get your money in there. It's easy to get your money out of there. And look, if you've been betting on the NBA playoffs, you've been betting on Major League Baseball, you you, you want to bet on poker, you want to bet on reality TV, whatever you want to bet on, you can bet on it, betonline.ag. And it's the site's easy to navigate. That's the problem with a lot of betting sites. It's so difficult to just get around it. And sometimes you got to transfer um, it into euros and some other BS. This That's not the way it is with betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is really, really simple. Go check them out, betonline.ag, promo code locked on, and you'll get 50% free money, 50% money more to play with. 
So if you put in a hundred, you get 150, bet $50. I mean, it's like, Hey, this is house money. I can bet this and I can try and double this up. And it's very simple to go ahead and win really quickly before you can get into the money you put in. So go do that. Betonline.ag. You will love this website. I'm telling you, easy to navigate and you can bet on whatever you want to bet on. Even reality TV at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. All right, Jimmy. SEC media days start tomorrow. Um, right. I don't. I, I mean, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because you know what um, SEC media days is. That's like uh, it's a tease, first of all, but it's also being like one of Pavlov's dogs and being locked in a doorbell store. You know, there's all this ringing going on. You're salivating everywhere, but you know in your heart, hey, there's no food. I'm in a doorbell store. So um, <laughs> that's exactly what this is. And um, because we're not going to get a lot of new information. We all know this. And it's really going to suck this year in the sense – it's not going to suck because we have it. Last year we didn't even have it. But it's going to suck in the sense that without the the people there, we're going to have just the uh, – there's no general public – admitted to this right this year right that's okay. correct so where's the the weirdo alabama dude wearing the giant uh championship ring hat you know like that at least brings some flavor to these things and makes us laugh but without those people we're going to get a lot of well we've been working hard in off season yeah he's been putting in a lot of work yeah that offensive lineman he's pushing because he's working so hard i'm i'm going to get really tired of the word work this week aren't you well, it's going to be a lot of cliches and a lot of coach speak and not a lot of news. And, and you know, before the Internet, before, you know, you know, back in the days of where we got, all got our news from the newspaper, uh, these things were full of news. I mean, it was nothing but news. But right. because of, of the Internet and, and, and Twitter and everything else, uh, they're not going to tell us, all these coaches, uh, it, it's going to be surprising if we hear anything that we would classify as news. However, I look at it uh, no differently than I look at, at getting Lindy's and Athlons during the summer. I mean, it, I, I, I just it, it 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 just fuels the anticipation of, of practice starting really soon within a couple of weeks. Now, uh, Alabama officially announcing uh, practice will begin August fifth, and uh, kudos to us on uh, Crimson Country Club and on Locked On Bama for for literally nailing the day. We've been doing a uh, countdown. That we, you know, we started at 99, and we've been doing the player roster countdown here on Locked On Bama, which has been sort of following how many days we have to kick off. It's a little, it's a little ahead of that, but 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 today, as we record this, uh, we are 18 days from uh, from the start of practice, and uh, yeah, we nailed we we nailed and we guessed uh, August 5th would be the start. So we've been counting down uh, to August 5th uh, since since day 99, and we ended up getting that right. So we don't have to adjust the countdown as we. Uh, as we announce the start of practice. So when I, with media days this week, Luke, it's just more like, oh, gosh, I can't wait for actual football now because we're, we're on the front porch. That's what the media days is, really. It just kind of puts us on the front porch of, uh, of football season. So, And, hey, I, I like uh, having these days devoted to other teams because right now I'm, I'm also anxious to learn uh, all I can. I mean, we know Alabama backwards and forwards, forwards and backwards, but uh, – I, I want to go over, you know, more what South Carolina's got. What does Arkansas got? What does Ole Miss got? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to, 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 to learn more about the other teams in the league. 
Well, you're going to hear about South Carolina early. They, tomorrow is going to be, or Monday, or whenever you're listening to this, or today, whatever, who get, or yesterday, who gives a damn? Um, it's going to be Florida. It's going to be, um, as my one of my many children is calling me, I've got to just, I've got to just decline it. Sorry, uh, children. You, you know better than when I'm doing a podcast. Um, but uh, tomorrow is Florida, LSU, and South Kakalaki. And it will be interesting to see uh, what um, – what Ed Orgeron's going to say? I mean, is there a more embattled coach legally than Ed Orgeron since uh, Phil Fulmer coming to this thing? I mean, and and, and you know, all you're going to get from him is smile. He didn't talk about any of that stuff. Smiles, optimism, the Go Tigers, the 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 how proud he is and how hard the kids have worked and how we can't wait to kick it off. Let's kick this thing off. And he's going to ignore every off-the-field question. And let's be honest, the national media in particular is going to try to grill him over some of this Title IX stuff uh, and, and, and the failure to report assaults. Uh, rightfully so, by the way, because LSU at some point regardless of whether it's the basketball or the Title IX stuff in football, at some point LSU is going to have to answer some tough questions. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, couldn't it be, though, that LSU says, all right, Coach O, we want you to go up there and just tell the truth about everything that happened. And he gets up there and he oh, says, gosh. and he says, okay, y'all, let me tell you what has went down right now. That's how it goes. Anyway, we're doing it in hell. And then at the end of all of this five-minute uh, soliloquy, uh, people are like, we don't know if he told what the he, truth or a lie because we don't know what the hell he said. We he just said, don't know what he said. He tells the absolute truth and tells the whole story of everything that happened, and we're all like, what the hell did he say? Yeah. <laughs> is there some way to? Is there some Google translator we could use? Is there a Rosetta Stone for Coach O, or is there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would right, be Jimmy, great. Jimmy, let's take another break. When we come back, I want to talk about some pro football focus college football quarterback rankings. Boy, that's a mouthful. All right, Jimmy, uh, PFF.com, pro football focus, ranked all 130 FBS starters, which tells me a couple of things. This site is very, very um, committed to their craft. And nobody on that side has a girlfriend. <laughs> hey, we're, 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 part of, we're part of the sports media. We understand this better than, than others. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting, now look, I'm not going to bore everybody going down this list, but number one, Spencer Rattler. Number two, Sam Howell. Number three, Derek King. That's a little interesting. Um, then number I, six. I, I, I vehemently disagree. But, but but the Alabama fans that dog that guy, they're idiots. That kid's good. He's he's legit good. And he should rank pretty high when you're talking about all 130, you know, quarterbacks in the country. Uh he, he's legit. He's a good player. But uh third, no, 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 no. I refused. I refuse to believe. Number six is Matt Corral. I can buy that. And I can buy that, especially when you consider who his offensive coordinator is and the weapons he'll have and the offensive philosophy that team will have. Um, number seven is Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina, and and he's right above D.J. Uyunglele at number eight. And my thinking there is, no, 
I mean, you can, you can have the Coastal Carolina guy in the top 20. I don't think you can have the Coastal Carolina guy in the top seven. But um, they got Miles yeah. Brennan at number eight, which I found interesting. Oh, now, is he even going to be the – I'm not even – who's sure that he's going to be the starting quarterback at LSU? True. And then they've got Emory Jones at 14. Have we seen him throw a forward pass yet? <laughs> in high school. Uh, I, I, now, here, here's – Gosh, I, I could do the whole whole thirty minutes on all those guys, but my thing about Emory Jones is this: uh, any there's there's way too much rampant optimism about him. I mean, ranking him 14th, I've seen some people call him a dark horse Heisman guy. I I, I think that's just over the top silliness, frankly. But am I going to be shocked if Emory Jones is really good? No, no, not at all. I won't be shocked. He, he was very highly re- recruited and regarded, and he was thought of as a high-end passer uh, when teams were recruiting him out of, out of high school. And uh, Alabama, by the way, liked Emory Jones a lot. And, and uh, so uh, I, I, I don't uh, – I, I think the, the over the – I think it's over the top, but at the same time, uh, I'm not going to be surprised if Emory's really good. All right, here are three that I'm going to tell you that just – they stand out. <clears throat> especially when you consider Miles Brennan is number, what did I say, number nine? Alabama's Bryce Young is number 22. Georgia's JT Daniels is number 23. And Auburn's Bo Nix, as I continue to scroll, is number 67. Now, let me say this That's about also absurdly low. I'll talk, I'll let you talk, I'll let you go as far as you want to. I just want to say a couple things. First of all, all right, I, I get that some people think Bo Nix at 67 is low, but I'm going to tell you the truth. When I look at some of these other names, and I'm not going to pretend that I know all the other ones, when I see UAB's Tyler Johnston at 54, I kind of wonder, having watched them both in high school, having kind of know what they both are about, do I think Tyler Johnston could have done just as well, if not a little better than Bo Nix at Auburn? I, yeah, I kind of think he could have. So I'm not trying to insult Bo Nix. I'm just saying – you know, I think Bo Nix is also a prisoner of his five-star ranking. I think that he that he's not lived up to. Now, when you comes right. to when it comes to uh, Bryce Young, I think you twenty-two is the one place you can't have him. You either have him in the top fifteen because you're basing it on the weapons around him. You're basing it on his high school uh, tape, which is incredible. You're basing it on all this potential. And the fact that he's got a great offensive coordinator that we believe in Bill O'Brien and he's playing for Nick Saban in a very quarterback friendly atmosphere right now. You either have him in the top 12, top 15, or you have him way back in the 50s because you don't know what you don't know what he brings to the table. You can't have him at 22. That's the one thing I think you can't have. And JT Daniels. I think kind of the same way you either have him in the top 10 because you like what he did towards the end of the season. And you saw what he, you know, the big games he won uh, towards the end of the season. I say big games. He didn't actually win any big games. He, he won some games. Um, or you don't have him at number 23. You have him somewhere much lower because you're like, I just need to see more. That That's the danger of forcing yourself to rank all 130 college football quarterbacks because the, you get to a point where some of these are so unknown, it's impossible to truly rank them right. Because you just have no idea. Bryce, let's all be honest. Bryce Young's thrown for about 160 yards, I think, in his Alabama career. One touchdown. 
Yeah, uh, I'm with you. On, this stuff is fun, and, and we can debate it and, and argue it because, you know, we're all going to have a different opinion. But when you're ranking players who haven't played yet, it's like this. Some of the guys on the list are college football players, and some of them are being, are being ranked because they were good high school prospects. And that's two entirely different things. You can, you can do a ranking on, okay, who are the best prospects? And you can do a ranking on, okay, who have been the best players? But when you meld them together, it's just a mishmash of nonsense. And like you said, Bryce, I think Bryce is going to be great. So if you rank him in the top ten, I'm on board. But I, I realize it's a projection of how Bryce is going to play. Uh, but if you, if you rank Bryce in the 60s, I get that too because all these other guys have already played and they're proven. Bryce isn't proven yet at all. He's a projection. Uh, other guys are more proven and have proven to be pretty good. So if you have Bryce low, I get that. But you're right. Ranking him right in the middle of, of, of good is silly because I, I will guess right now that uh, Bryce is going to prove to be better than, uh, than that 22 ranking. Uh, but if he's not, if he falls flat on his face, he won't be as high as 22 either. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's like literally the one place he cannot be because if he plays like the 22nd best quarterback in the country, we'll be talking about Jalen Milrow as the starting quarterback at Alabama. Uh, pro, pro, certainly Milrow getting a shot for sure. Yeah, if that's the case. But again, I you know in terms of how I, I feel about it, uh, I mean I I think Bryce is going to be really really good. I do. Me too. I'm I'm just saying that's how silly that ranking is. That's the that's the one place he cannot be. Right. I'm I mean, higher on Bo Nix than I'm higher on Bo Nix than the vast majority of Auburn fans. I I I think Bo's primary problem at Auburn has been his coaching slash surrounding lack of surrounding cast, terrible offensive line, not enough playmakers outside. Uh, that that's what I think has been Bo's biggest problem. I, I think that's been a bigger problem than uh, than Bo himself. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow. I hope to have tomorrow's episode with Brad Edwards. I'll let you know. And uh, we got Jade Taylor coming up. Jay Boy has reached out to us. We want to have a, a, a collaboration with Jay Boy and oh, yeah, also Brianna Green, Bri- uh, uh, Brenna Green. I think it's Brenna Green. She is um, a reporter out in Washington State, and she's been covering Blake Sims and his new team, and they got another win last night. And I just I think it's cool to talk to somebody about Blake Sims. I, I think Blake Sims doesn't get talked enough about in Alabama football lore, so we'll talk to her eventually too. So y'all stay with us. Jimmy, until then, roll tide, buddy. Roll tide.